The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. It's not easy growing old. We avoid thinking and talking about it. That's how the interim report for the Royal Commission into Aged Care starts. Since it was released in October 2019, we've been hearing a lot about the sector, especially as it's been significantly affected by COVID-19. In this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts, we take a look at how the aged care sector is set up, who's responsible for it, and the massive challenges that it faces. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, aged care is just one part of our health system. Navigating the health system in its entirety and working out who's responsible for what can be pretty complicated. But in the case of aged care, it's actually fairly straightforward. The aged care system caters for Australians aged 65 and over and Indigenous Australians aged 50 years and over who can no longer live without support in their own home. The federal government is the primary funder and regulator of the system. They provide about 95% of the funding and total government expenditure on aged care services was $21.6 billion in 2019-20. The point around who is responsible for the aged care system's oversight and regulation is key to a lot of the discussion that's currently taking place about its quality. Care is provided in people's homes, Claire, also in residential aged care facilities, nursing homes or a combination of both. And that's because people and their care requirements and personal situations are many and varied. And so the system looks to facilitate those situations. The latest numbers are from 2018. And at that time, more than 1.3 million Australians received some form of aged care. When we talk about aged care, most of us might think of nursing homes, but the biggest part of the sector is actually home care. That's right. About 250,000 people are in permanent residential care. When it comes to home care, though, there's varying degrees of assistance from some people who just need a couple of hours a week or help with their shopping and others who need quite a bit of help every day. But there's more than 800,000 older Australians who are accessing home care programs. So that's the type of care. And then there are the aged care providers. There's a few of those. There are not-for-profit, for-profit and government providers of services. In the not-for-profit stream, there's a lot of faith-based groups. In for-profit, Bupa is one of the biggest in the country. And also there's some state and local governments who provide services across both home and residential care models. And it's a growing need, of course, like most developed countries. Due to decreasing birth rates and increasing life expectancy, Australia's population is ageing. The proportion of the population aged 65 years and over increased from 12.3% to 15.9% between 2009 and 2019. And that's going to continue to increase in the coming years. That's going to see aged care become more and more important. So there are more people going into a system that's already under a lot of pressure. Let's have a look at the issues now. Over the last couple of decades, there have been a number of flashpoints that put a spotlight on the care being provided for older Australians. Let's zero in, though, on the recent round. It really started in South Australia a few years ago. Systemic abuse in Adelaide's Oakden aged care facility saw it close in 2017. Then Melbourne's Alambi nursing home was likened to Guantanamo Bay and an aged care worker was convicted for assaulting an elderly man at a facility on Sydney's Northern Beaches in 2018. 
that saw a newly installed Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, announce the establishment of a Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Safety. That was in September 2018. Morrison said that the government and community needed to know how widespread the failures are in aged care and what can be done to prevent them. And that was a move supported by then Labor leader Bill Shorten. A year on, in October 2019, the Royal Commission released an interim report. It made for some sobering reading, Claire. Yeah, that report said that it's estimated that 22 to 50% of people in residential aged care are malnourished, that there's widespread evidence of the use of chemical restraints, that is, residents that are being drugged to keep them placid and easier to manage. And in 2017-18, there were more than 4,000 notifications of alleged or suspected physical and sexual assaults and those are just three of many terrible pieces of evidence that the Royal Commission has heard. Commissioners also found that the aged care system isn't successfully dealing with those issues. Residents and their families often feel frustrated and hopeless by the system. That's if a complaint's made at all and there's plenty of people who gave evidence saying that they were fearful of speaking up because they were worried that care would become even worse. That speaks to a big observation of the system in those hearings, and that is that the aged care system lacks transparency. Witnesses from the Federal Department of Health told the Royal Commission that there's very little information available to the public about the performance of service providers, and that lack of reporting and transparency has been shown to be a major issue in this coronavirus crisis. That is the perfect segue to the next segment, which is about what's happening in aged care facilities during COVID-19. Let's get into that now. Nursing home outbreaks and deaths have been a feature of the COVID-19 pandemic in many countries. There have been large numbers of deaths in aged care homes in countries such as Belgium, Canada, France, Germany, Spain, the UK and the United States, Claire. Australia hasn't seen anywhere near the same amount of cases or deaths as in many of those nations, but when you get into the numbers of what we have seen, about 7.5% of cases have been from people living in residential aged care facilities, but they account for 65% of people who have died in Australia from coronavirus since the start of the pandemic. And of course, what we do know is that COVID-19 does affect the elderly disproportionately. Most of those cases and deaths have occurred in Victoria during the second wave. The first big outbreak in aged care happened in Sydney at Newmarch House in Kingswood and Dorothy Henderson Lodge in Macquarie Park. Newmarch House was particularly bad. There were 71 cases leading to 17 deaths. The federal government established a review to look at what went wrong and it said that it wanted to learn the lessons for future outbreaks. And what the review found was that there was a conflict over the management of the outbreak and confusion over the policy and that increased the dangers for aged care residents and staff. And all of this, Claire, really has led to a lot of confusion over who is responsible for responding to the COVID-19 crisis within our aged care homes. Yeah, and as we've discussed, the federal government is responsible for funding and regulating aged care, but the states are responsible for operational public health responses. And it's those roles and the lack of definition about what it means that saw things fall through the gaps in aged care and not just at Newmarch House, but in many nursing homes, particularly in Victoria. 
There have also been problems with staffing. Many aged care workers became sick or had to isolate after COVID-19 outbreaks. That had a big impact on residents. There are many examples of nursing home staff being out of action for many weeks and that led to problems with residents getting food, having showers, receiving medical care. The federal government had to source rapid response teams to get into those homes and in Victoria it saw the cancellation of elective surgery in public hospitals to redeploy that nursing staff into those homes. Infection control and the home's access to personal protective equipment has also been identified as big problems. And the biggest point that continues to come up is whether the federal government had a plan to deal with COVID-19 in aged care. That came up when the Royal Commission had a week of hearings probing the handling of the coronavirus in nursing homes. Council assisting the Commission, Peter Rosen QC, said that neither the Commonwealth Department of Health nor the aged care regulator developed a COVID-19 plan specifically for the aged care sector. That's the quote. That's a claim that's been denied by the Morrison government and it's certainly been seized on by Labor and aged care advocates. Another report generated by the Royal Commission says a lot of problems in the system, Claire, come down to lack of funding. Yeah, the system needs a $621 million a year boost to get all Australian aged care homes to meet basic standards. And for $3.2 billion a year, the sector could be brought up to high quality standards, that report says. The Royal Commission's final report is due to be handed down by the 26th of February next year. Between that process and COVID-19, we can expect a lot more focus on it. That's your shortcut to aged care in Australia. On to our recommendations. Each episode of Squiz Shortcuts, we try to recommend some further reading, listening or watching for people who are particularly interested in this topic. What have you got? I actually have that interim report from the Royal Commission. It's not a technical report. It's for ordinary people like you and me, and it lays out in heartbreaking clarity what is happening in the sector. Ordinary. Don't mind being described as ordinary in that context. (laughs) That's fine. It's a very heavy topic and something that many listening will be personally affected by. So a bit of a lighter one from me. Waratah Lodge, an aged care home in Orbost in Victoria, a little while ago asked their residents to give some life advice. Claire, we've spoken about this one in the Squiz Today podcast before and email. The result is funny, wise and sometimes a little wacky advice. For example, Graham, who's 86 years old, was asked to give some wise words about marriage. I thought you'd like this one, Claire. His response was, <laughs> a wise man never married, still looking. <laughs> Thanks, Good Graham. Up. Graham sounds very eligible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening in. If you have a request, send us an email to hello at thesqueeze.com.au. If there's something that you're sort of wanting a little bit more context on, we're happy to take your requests until next week. <laughs> <laughs>